To see examples of what we talked about on this episode, along with further information, go to bunchofdorks.com. Welcome, everyone, to Two Dimension Podcast. The comic book podcast with no direction. What's up, everybody? You know that song. You know this voice. It's your boy, Rook. Joining me, as always, is the man who keeps everything in motion, the grease behind the wheels. It's Mr. Don Moore. The squeaky wheel. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) The squeaky wheel. (laughs) Joining us today... We have Casey Allen. You guys may remember hearing that name before for Bigfoot Nose Karate. Welcome to the show, Casey. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm stoked to be here. Um, man, I got so much Bigfoot crap to talk about. I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> we we just posted a, um, a wraparound cover that we're going to put on... Uh, issue two it, it's going to be an alt cover if you remember the artist adam caswell yes yeah he um he did one of the alt covers from uh, on issue one and uh, really really fine line details yes that yeah. that one right there um the cover for, I got. folks listening i mean it's he kind of focused on the villain from issue one and you just you just see this really massive gladiator uh, kung fu thulu dude who uh, I, I love him oh my gosh but uh, and then behind it you know overlay behind it you, you see the face of, of Bigfoot but um, the pencils are super fine uh, Adam apparently got his start illustrating stuff for uh, RPGs and uh, doing that type of fantasy artwork so um when he sent us this piece of fantasy art or this piece of fan art rather um, our jaws hit the floor and and then the second thing after our jaws hit the floor we said holy crap can we see if he will let us use that as an alt cover so we bought the piece from him um, and now we're just like we're keeping this dude with us forever because (laughs) he is freaking on point and he's actually going to be doing a uh in a full book with us with his illustration so if you like issue one's alt cover uh, by him get ready because we're doing a side book with him it's just going to be like 20 pages maybe 24 tops and it's uh it's going to be a story that takes place in in bigfoot's past really oh man yeah so you guys so all right so First off, the Kickstarter hasn't even started yet at the point we're talking right now, which is killing me. I keep looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the, so the good thing about it, you got this other book planned, eh? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we're trying to keep things going at a good pace because we we want we want to keep things hot. We want to keep things going. Uh, we really were blown away by the reaction from people during our last campaign. And uh, we don't want we don't want people waiting around for us. So um, issue two is going to happen. I'm about midway through writing the side book, and we already have a good start on issue three. Um, 
and uh, we, we just want to keep things going because we, we don't want to we don't want y'all to forget about us. Um, <laughs> we, we need validation so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, and also just being able to have that opportunity to to goof off with Adam on on just a really fun story. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So. Nice. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, you know, the the preview for the first book that we got was intriguing. Yes. And so I, I backed the Kickstarter. I uh, first off, I got this massive amount of extra stuff. Uh, you know, I got cards. Oh, that's a question I have for you. Are you guys doing trading cards again? You know, I, we've bounced it back and forth, and. I hope so because there there were a few things that um, I, I want to do better on the trading cards. Like I, I loved the illustrations and everything and the the layout. There was some stuff that got goofed with the printer, and so I, I think we need a, another bite at that apple. Um, right. I, I loved putting those trading cards out though. Just honestly, like when we were discussing the campaign, the stretch goals for the campaign. I was ta- I was talking to um, to Dan. I was just like, "Can we please do old school Fleer style Marvel trading cards?" <laughs> and that's like nice. that's Dan's bread bread and butter. He is all about like '90s Marvel that type of stuff. And he was like, "Oh heck yeah, yeah, let's let's rock and roll." So, um, and the thing about issue two. Like, you know, we, we had Bigfoot, we had Kung Fu Thulu. Those were two fun characters, and I think people really enjoyed uh, getting to see those guys fight. Um, issue three is going to also have some guys we hope you, we hope the readers like. Um, and it, they're, they're going to kind of be uh, as impactful in issue two as, as Kung Fu Thulu was in, in issue one. So um, it, it'll be a fun. Uh, it, it'll be fun getting to explore those guys in, in a different way. Really. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I, when I got to the end of the first issue, I'm just going, "Wait, there's more pages. This, this can't be it." And then of course, you guys have all this amazing <laughs> fan art that was. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, like the, the end of the book. I'm sitting there going. Damn it! No, <laughs> <Four>. <laughs> So, my wife, um, when I showed her the book, I don't think she had an idea. I didn't really get into like the fan art or anything like that with her because she, as soon as I start talking about comics, she just checks out. She has a stressful job as it is, and she's like, "I like I, this is like let me watch my dumb shows, and <laughs> you just." So, anyway, she she was reading the book when when I got my copies, and uh, she was like, "Holy shit, this is this is a thing!" <laughs> like, yeah, it's a thing. She's like, "People, people like this character." I'm like, "Yeah, people like this character," and uh, so it, it was it was kind of it was validating for me that my wife uh, appreciated what I did, even though she does not give. Uh, a rat's butt about <laughs> comics. Right. Watching my language, kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it was it was fun getting and man, 
the variety of fan art that we had and just like the the different styles everybody was hitting on all cylinders it uh it really blew my mind and uh we're still getting fan art so that and is that's awesome nuts. I mean, and it's it's my understanding it wasn't even something that you guys reached out for it just happened no. organically no which is not at all <laughs> i love it you know uh, that that shows that there's really something something special and something interesting behind this character and you know uh like i said i i, I am i'm waiting i'm watching kickstarter for the for the, <laughs> i'm just like well I, I, every couple of days i'm like was that launched yet I know I'm backing a bunch of other stuff. I haven't seen that yet. And I'm pull it up, and I'm like, dang, not yet, man. So sadly, it's, it's October 12th, so you'll have to wait. You know, about 20 more days. Oh, but, man. but we do have the the sign up sheet um, that we've been posting everywhere, especially on our Twitters, uh, Bigfoot BFKK. We've been tweeting it out on that. We've been uh, tweeting it out uh, on like our personal accounts. Uh, Dano Might is uh, is Dan's, and and that's also his Instagram account. Which speak, you were talking about the fan art earlier. Like none of that would have happened if Dan wasn't as um, proficient and like on the ball about doing his live draws. Yeah, and that that's one thing. If if any um, creator is you know wanting to to get a following, and they ask me questions like I'm I'm an idiot. I don't know much. I have I bring nothing to the table other than I can complete a sentence, um, and that's only in writing. If you're hearing me ramble right now, you can tell. Um, but Dan is freaking really good at you know doing the live draws and keeping people interested and getting people stoked about what he's doing and i honestly think people saw the you know the character and like holy crap i like that guy yeah. i want to I play with that guy and so it, it's just people wanting to get in our sandbox which is nuts i love it and you know um we have ideas about that later on too and I'm not going to get any further into that. However, just, you know, keep that in the back of your mind because, yeah. you know, we might be doing something fun with that later. Um, awesome. When we talked, Rook had mentioned earlier that we saw some sample pages when we talked to Dan. And um, it was interesting, you know, and I love the Kung Cthulhu character. Um, but since then, I've read the first issue. Um a lot of surprises. I wasn't expecting. I mean, you know, I some of it I thought okay from the sample pages, but if you actually read are able to read the whole issue, there's a lot more. And it's like anything when you read comics. A lot of times, it's not exactly what you thought. There's going to be a lot more to it. Um, it is intriguing. I am looking for and like Rook, I was getting a little aggravated when I was trying to find anything on the next one. <laughs> there's nothing now I do understand that when this was set up that you guys don't have it out yet but yeah I I want more um, my question I'm, I'm so stoked that, that you that you feel that way and like it, it's coming brother I promise <laughs> uh, well my question is now you you're you've written other things besides comics is what I was understood am I correct well, um, I I help so this is another title that, that I write I've, I've 
uh, I've done two issues of it with a guy named um, Pete Woods, not the Pete Woods that does Iron Man, but the Pete Woods that lives in England and is a really nice guy. And um, although the other Pete Woods is also a nice guy because we, we've there, there's been confusion about the name on Twitter, and he, hmm. he uh, directed people to uh, the Pete Woods they were looking for, <laughs> which was really nice of him. He, he's a minch. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pete and I have a, a comic about um, – it's set in Vietnam, and it's basically about a guy who was planning on going AWOL, and then he finds out that he is being given – the mantle of the voodoo deity of death and uh, so he's all already trying to get out of this one huge thing that he doesn't want any part of and so now he also has to get out of this other thing that he doesn't want any part of um, and uh, so we're on issue two of that um, had the Kickstarter for that last year and I just they just started principal art on issue three. So um, I do that, but I also um, help edit and direct a group called the Comic Jam. And the Comic Jam is a website. It's a group. We have a, um, a Discord. And basically the whole point behind the Comic Jam is we get artists and writers together. It doesn't matter skill level or ability or anything like that. If you want to make comics, we're going to help you to do that. Um, each week, we vote on one theme. And uh, on Thursdays, I, I announce, okay, so the new theme is going to be blank. Writers, give, you have a week to send in a script. And then I'll give the artists a month to produce that script. Um, sometimes it takes a little less time. A, a lot of time it takes a little less time. But, you know, it, it these people we know, uh, they're doing it for the love of it. They're not doing it for money or anything like that. They have other jobs. They have other responsibilities. So we want to make sure that they can do what they need to do to get it done right. Um, and... Uh, that's actually how I met Dan. That's how I met Pete. And uh, yeah. both times I was like, holy crap, they want to make something with me. But uh, it, it's, it, it's been a really fun ride. We, we've actually been together for six years doing the Comic Jam. So um, if you want to check it out, check out thecomicjam.com. Um, and uh, we have uh, six years worth of material up. Nice. Um, but it, it's really fun. And, and we'll do, you know, special event comics where we'll, you know, we'll have a, um, the first thing I worked with Dan on was a, uh, a, a tribute for, um, God, what's his name? The, the co-creator Spider-Man. Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko. Yeah. When he passed away, we had a Steve Ditko, um, tribute week nice. and uh, it, it was one of the most fun comics uh, writing experiences I've ever had because Dan is such a nice guy to work with and uh, seeing his creativity and just seeing those sparks fly when when he gets hit with an idea so um, when he asked me to help out with Bigfoot which at first was just going to be as an editor I was like hell yeah I want to do this let's rock and roll and then I kept adding, like, hmm, maybe we should do this. Maybe 
um, maybe we should try this. Uh, you know, if there's a Bigfoot that knows karate, maybe he should have another, you know, a, an adversary that is also kind of a cryptid. And I was like, what about, uh, I don't know, Kung Fu Thulu? <laughs> a day later, I get a freaking sketch in my inbox on Instagram, and my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what the crap? Yeah, heck yeah, this is rad. And uh, so that's how Kung Fu Thulu came about. Um, and then, you know, it, it just... Dan had the bones of an idea written out. He, he had a really good outline. And um, the thing that I liked about it is that uh, where one person could see the title, because he had the title already picked out, which I, I think is a genius title because it's so dumb. It's, <laughs> I love it. Like, it's like pop music sounds dumb, right? You have to be, you have to be on on all cylinders to write it because you you don't get something caught in your ear unless you know what you're doing. And it's the same thing with like, you know, a really good title. You know, some, writing something that catchy that's catchy, like you have to have you have to know what you're doing. And I thought Bigfoot Knows Karate was such a, a fun title. I'm like, oh yeah, somebody's gonna remember that. And also, it sounds like you would know exactly what it is. So when Dan showed me the outline and it subverted expectations, I was like, oh, let's, I'm strapping in. Let's do this. Nice. So what was funny for us is we had just like when, when we got the thing from you guys to talk to you all about, about the first issue, we had just dealt with a couple of other Bigfoot titles and so like here comes another Bigfoot title and we're like ah oh, crap not again <laughs> and the two of us are martial artists yeah. oh for real yeah. yeah that's awesome so like for the two of us we're like okay you know what let's let's see what this is <laughs> so, <laughs> so like we're we're reading this and we're going back and forth about like how he stands and how he moves in the yeah. book and everything but like overall we're like it's actually really good though yeah. <laughs> like we're like this is gonna be super stupid and we're like this is good <laughs> this is like this is interesting <laughs> so and then talking to Dan and then talking to you now we can see the passion behind what yeah. you're doing like the ideas are just you know it, especially when you read the first book and you get to that ending and you realize there is a much larger world out there oh yeah all around and I'm intrigued to know what other cryptids might be out there um what is this organization <laughs> like just it left me with so many questions which is the perfect way to end a first issue you know, oh yeah just like you end it and you're like wait I need to know more about this and y'all did that perfectly in that first issue so the, this next issue I really don't care where you go I just want to know more <laughs> it's, it's been so gratifying hearing people say that just you know that they they ended the first issue going like oh I need to know more about this um, because I mean that that's what you want that's you know you, you can't give away the whole thing right away and if you leave them wanting more they'll come back yeah um, and also I 
you know the the goal is also leave them wanting more but also not feeling not feeling like they were short shrifted or yeah. like they were given half of a story no um they're, they're, the hard part about this really is knowing what to use and what to not use because we have so much lore built up and so many pathways and avenues that we want to go down that you know poor Dan's hand would fall off before we before we could get it all but I mean once these first initial five issues are done we have a few other stories that we want to tell with the characters um I have uh, kind of a, a back alley kind of story that I'm I'm trying to weave into uh, the next concurrent issues. Um, that's going to you know make uh, make an impact in, in the final issue. Um, but like I said, it, it's all about knowing what to use and what what to you know right. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when you built such a large world, because you can tell just in the first issue that there's there's a much greater world. There's much more happening than you initially realize. Opening this book, once you get to the end of it, you just know there's there's so much more. So yeah, uh, you know your your plan is for five issues, but. That that there's definitely got to be more happening. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you guys are gonna keep playing in the sandbox and and give us more. Oh yeah, yeah. We we're we're stoked on it, and it's like I said, it, it, it is hard knowing like where when to stop and what to what to not use. We have so many. Um, I can kind of I can kind of talk about it because we've already showed some some art of it. But in the next issue, one one of his adversaries is going to be a um, um, a, uh, a minotaur. Mm. So mm. Um, we're we're having him fight a minotaur. Uh, they you know there's some backstory there, and it's just a whole lot of crazy that we're putting in there. And also, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, the art for issue two. No, I don't know. If, no. Just seen what's on, on Instagram. So. Okay. So, issue one, bucolic, you know, nature, all this, you know, he's in solitude in, you know, some undisclosed location off of a lake. And um, I know it is in my heart, but uh, Dan is not allowing me to, you know, make any defined statements about it because he's like, oh, no, just let people believe where it, you know it is wherever they think it is. Um, but <laughs> uh, anyway, um, issue two is going to be in a complete departure from that location in, in that it's, you know, whereas issue one was all nature. Now he's like essentially in, uh, in an industrial, you know, prison type situation. And so when you have somebody that is inherently associated and, and, and thought of in, in conjunction with nature, in that setting, you know, what does that do to them? What does that do to their psyche? And um, 
uh, how, how will they react? So, you know, just playing with that. But, uh, you know, you take a, a Bigfoot out of the woods, but you can't take the woods out of the Bigfoot, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah, um, yeah. The the cover art piece that you're talking about with the Minotaur, I mean, it it, it looks amazing, and I just, I, I'm, uh, you got what? I think we're uh, you're at 92 people watching right now, waiting for the launch. Yes, yes. That's, you know, that, we're, that's we're stoked about like, that. You know, yeah, and, and we still have you know quite you know about 20 more days to go until. You know, October twelfth. I don't know when you guys are going to put this out, but the date that you know we're dropping the Kickstarter is October twelfth, and on that day we're going to have a live stream on Instagram at uh, at Dan's Instagram account, which is Dan O'Mite. Um, and that's what we did the the first go around, and you know we kind of turned it into a party. We had fun with it. We had uh, other friends and collaborators on talking about their projects. And uh, we ended up completely meeting our goal within minutes. On so I would love a, a repeat of that first time, but you know we'll, we'll see how this one goes. I'm just happy that people want to read the story. Yeah. So uh, when you talk about other storylines inside this universe, um, do you have a specific number in your head already, or are these going to be one shots? Uh, so. Do you want to talk about that yet? <laughs> well, I, I can talk a little bit about it because we, we've we've brought it up a few times, like without getting too specific. We're going to have a second story with Bigfoot. You know, if people still love what we do, we're eventually going to have uh, something at the end of issue of issue five. You know, of this arc. You know, we're going to wrap it up in a bow, but something happens at the end and it in turn will lead off issue one of the next arc um we also uh we have the adam caswell book which is uh it takes place in the same universe with some of the same characters you don't have to get it if you don't want to it's not inherent it's not going to be something you have to read to get the whole story, but it's going to flesh it out a little bit. Um, and honestly, like I think people will just want to see some more Adam Caswell art because you know, the dude is a beast. Um, so, and honestly, I've been having a super fun time writing it. Um, because I can kind of, I have a little bit more free reign because what I write with Dan on this book on uh, Bigfoot Knows Karate and um, you know we, we toss the ball back and forth and with this one he's kind of letting me you know g- go nuts as it is and uh, I'm gonna go nuts it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be gory it's gonna be a lot of craziness and also you're gonna get a good story out of it because you know I if it doesn't have a story I'm not interested I'm not interested in, in just doing like torture porn. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, however, you can blame me for the eyeball scene in issue one. Um, and I ended up putting a, a gif from um, there, 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 there was a, a silent film 
uh, some French movie, I forget the name of it, but where the lady's getting her eyeball sliced open um, yes. with a razor. And um, which is, if you're a fan of the Pixies, is what they're singing about in yeah. <laughs> they have a song. <laughs> but anyway, um, I put that gif in the script, and I was talking to Dan. We were kind of editing the script together. I was walking my dog through the woods, and all of a sudden, I just saw the, the gif just blink out of existence. He was like, I hope you don't mind that I did that. That was too disturbing. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was a. I, when I read that, I, I noticed it, but I found it kind of subtle, which it worked. But I mean, I absolutely saw what happened. But yeah. it wasn't grotesque. I mean, you know, up to a point, it if it's something that really horrifies you, you don't notice it as much. But if you're reading the story, it's, it's absolutely there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what, one of the things I, th- I think with that, like, that that sequence we kind of wanted it to be kind of silly like Dan the way he did uh, um, Kung Fu Thulu's facial expressions when he kind of realized what was happening uh, his eyes just kind of like popped open big and then you see his eyeball literally like go red with blood Um, he we kind of went into into, um, Bugs Bunny territory and it made me so happy because he was uh, very um, married to the aesthetic of, you know, we're, we're not going to do any parody. We're not going to do anything funny. We, you know, we're going to do this story. We're going to tell like a, a really good, crazy, you know, punch him up that also kind of throws a wrench in everything. But we're not going to do funny. That's like one thing that Dan was adamant about because He's done so many other comedy books before, and uh, when he did that sequence, I was I was really like beside myself. I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question uh, as far as uh, our our dark man at the end of the book. Uh, it, it's Grisha, right? Yes. It, yes. Okay. The, the only question mark I had with him was was that his name or his unit but his name is Grisha yes yes and, and there's a funny story behind that like Grisha um, is actually the name of, of Dan's grandfather was a musician and one of his jazz musician friends was named Grisha hmm. so that's where, where Dan got that name and uh, you know I, I dig it I like it um, we're going to find out a little bit more about Grisha next issue. Uh, he's going to, um, uh, we're going to find out who the guy he was talking to when he was on the phone at the end of issue one, uh, right. a guy named Lancaster. We're going to see Lancaster. We're going to get a little bit of a look at their relationship, which is, um, I had a whole lot of fun writing. Uh, they're both bastards, just like awful, terrible people. <laughs> And um, so it, sometimes it's fun to just kind of let that arch out when you're <laughs> just like, <laughs> they're so evil. Well, uh, that answers my question then. Huh. So I wanted to know if Grisha was really going to come back and be a, a major pain in the ass for Bigfoot. Uh, so you know, Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He had to. So. He's going to be one of the prime movers for, for a while. Nice. Um, we have a, you'll see a lot more of him. You'll see exactly just 
what a disturbing, messed up individual he is, and um, it it, sh- it should be a whole lot of fun. Love it, love it, man, love it. It's just I I, I got to tell you, you guys really hit on something here, and it's just it's fun. I mean, it's just it. I, I can't say enough good things. I really can't. Thanks, you know? man. It's just you know. I'm just having a blast with this book. I mean, you guys were the uh, the first people, uh, first comic that we talked to that I was like, man, this is cool. I'm jumping on Hero Forge. I'm making a mini. <laughs> Dude, it's, I've taken so many pictures with the uh, with the Bigfoot mini. Just like my my oldest child is into crystals now. Okay. People are into that. Uh, apparently, twelve-year-old girls think that's rad. So, um, I took a picture of him like go. It looks like he's in like a crystal cave because I stuck him in like a big old geode. She has. Um, he was uh, in our Christmas tree. Uh, he was um, in. Uh, <laughs> um, I was told I had to take him out of the manger scene. Uh, wife did not like that at all, but you know, who's to say? Like, were you around? You don't know if Bigfoot was around in the major scene. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear he's uh, he, he's traveling around the house. <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun, man. That's great. I mean, yeah, it's so. I know the Kickstarter hasn't started yet. Do you guys have any any previews of some of the uh, some of the levels and everything for the Kickstart? So right now, what I can tell you is we're doing two regular and two deluxe covers. We're going to do a signed four pack, and deluxe will have director's commentary which is a thing we did last time we had some of our buddies um from uh other projects uh come on and talk with us about the book um a uh the host of late night nerdy show came on and she uh high-heeled gamer uh she came on and talked to us about the book kind of hosted and uh we just had a we just had a good time uh, chatting about the book, and I hope people got something out of it because it, it was fun to have that discussion. And also, it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody talk about it critically um, and go like, "I picked this up in the book. I like this." I had a really good um, uh, kind of a dirty joke in the book, and uh, everybody thought it was Dan. And uh, somebody uh, pointed it out and said it was funny. They laughed about it, and I got to uh, take credit for it. I was very happy with myself. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was fun to uh, like, like I said, kind of hear what people were picking up as they were reading the book. So, um, and it's it's literally like. It was a QR code in the back of the book. You look at it, you know, do it on your phone, and then you're there. So, we'll, yeah. we're going to do that again. It was super fun. That's um, awesome. that's something about the reading the book. I've, I'm not going to ask you. I have a lot of questions about 
what occurred in the book and what will be occurring. Um, not one or two, there's a bunch of things running through my head, which is what you want. It makes you tune into the next one. Um, there was a lot more depth than what I originally thought when I saw it. In saying that, I was really excited about the book. I liked the look of it. I liked how they f had the fight scenes. I absolutely love Kung Cthulhu. <laughs> but, uh, I, um, but like I said, when I read it, there were some surprises. And I keep wondering what it is. You know, saying that, I understand you're wanting to wait to unfold as the issues come out. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's it's served its purpose. Um, you hooked me. I hate having to be as squirrely as as I've been about you know where it's going and everything. And I, I remember last season or <clears throat> last book rather, issue one. Um, if somebody asked me specific plot details, I would tell them um, a plot from uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, and uh, so um, th this book I I've been given people um, uh, different episodes of the original 90210 um, I mean it's essentially a fish out of water story I mean you, you have the Walsh family moving from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota all the way to bright and sunny Beverly Hills and um, they're having to kind of uh, adjust to a new world and new people and what do you know Bigfoot's having to adjust to new people too like Kung Fu Thulu, like some hunters like some paramilitary types that are wanting to kind of destroy his uh, his existence as he knows it so you know very much like the uh, seminal masterpiece by Aaron Spelling used as a vehicle for Tori Spelling to have a career and unfortunately, Tori can't be in our book, but we're doing this this book for really for her. <laughs> we love Tori Spelling. So, so when it becomes a can. Netflix movie later, she'll be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. So, what got you into comic books? What 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 brought you uh, in, into it? So when I was much younger like I, I lived eating ate and breathed comics loved comics um, and then when I was I was about 15 I got really big into music stopped reading comics so much uh, I was in bands I played uh, had a lot of fun and then um, after I got married and settled down and you know started working a job where you couldn't be out every weekend playing music um, I wanted to find something that I could be creative at because I mean you know, creative people like whether you have an audience or not you're going to be doing it like I still write music even though like I I don't have anybody to sing to <laughs> um, it, it's something that you do right, right. Um, and uh, it it that's I kind of started getting into the uh, Reddit uh, writing community and the comic book community on Reddit, and that's how I ended up meeting. I was I was in my thirties, so like a good ten years of, you know, or excuse me, a good like five years of not really having a creative outlet, and then I met 
uh, folks on Reddit and we started doing the comic jam and that's how I got into comics. And it, it was really a, you know, starting from, from ground level, like not knowing how to do a script, uh, not knowing how to present a script to an artist. Uh, and so like, if you want to get script advice, you know, talk to writers, but I've gotten some of the best script advice I've ever had from, from artists yeah. because yeah. they know what they need. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. So learning how to write comics was, was all, um, through the comic jam. And actually, if I go back a little bit down the street from where I worked, in my early 20s was a comic shop. So I started reading um, comics again when I was about 24. Um, I got into the Sandman. I read all the Sandman and uh, I got into Hellboy and, you know, all that other stuff. I, I started reading the, the stuff that I'd missed out on. Um, so that was fun. It was, it was wild, though, because uh, I worked with a lot of jocks you know, I, I literally, I was the guy they called when there were pianos or safes that had to be moved. Um, so, uh, you know, you work with guys. We had semi-pro football players and, uh, like, off-season baseball players working with us. And um, so, you know, beefy dudes. And we'd ride by this comic shop, and they would be LARPing out in the thing. And they'd be like, what the what the hell are these nerds doing? Yeah. I'd be like, it's, exactly. it's a thing. There, it's a game. They're having fun, you know. Uh, and finally, my curiosity was piqued. I went to the comic shop, and that's when I started reading comics again. Hmm. Well, nice. now you mentioned about you got information on how to write comics from artists. Could you explain some of us what the difference is between, say, writing prose to writing comics? Like what you have to think about, what you do. So, really, just making sure that everything is concise, um, especially, like, spaced out, because they, they don't want to spend all day trying to figure out what's dialogue and what is, you know, direction for the panels. Um, you always kind of want to make sure that, oh, they know exactly where they're at. Um, make sure that information is... And not everybody has the same method, Right. But as long as you're putting in an effort to ensure that the things that are important are seen right away, um, that's the biggest advice I can give. Also, you have to kind of be spatially aware of what you're telling them to do. So, like, if you're saying, you know, so-and-so comes with a right hook and the person that gets hit falls, you know, a certain way. You want to make sure that they're falling the way that they would naturally fall. Right. Um, yeah. That was, uh, I remember the first comic I, I had written, the first one page, four panel script I'd written, um, I had noted, you know, that somebody falls down and the artist was like, okay, I'm going to do this and show you why you're wrong. <laughs> and he, he wasn't a, like a jerk about it, right. but he was like, J you know, you're new with this. I want you to like take this into consideration. And uh, it's something that stuck with me ever since is because 
they have to see the whole picture because they are the whole picture. Right. So if if you're doing the the script, you know, you want to meet them halfway at least. You want you want to hold up your end and make sure that they get what they need. Now, when you mention about not giving too much information, I think is what you're saying, you know, giving space. Have you ever been in situations where you got it back and thought, well, maybe I should have gave a little bit more information here? Is there been anything like that where you kind of had to change your approach as you saw what was completed? Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, When I was talking about not giving way too much information, though, that was about, like, to people when I was interviewed about the comic. Um, but when you're talking to an artist, right. for sure, like, uh, everybody's different. Everybody has a different approach. Right. And I always kind of want to get a feel for people if I'm going to do a big project with them, just so I can know what they expect and what they want. Mm. And I also like hey man what what do you like drawing how do you how do you like to see your scripts um if you get a rapport going with with a creator before you actually get you know get the ball rolling it's going to be so much easier yeah um i uh generally i have a notation right at the beginning, you know first page top of the page hey artist I'm a dumbass. I might get stuck. <laughs> like, you might have... An, geez, that was my banjo. Sorry. No problem. Uh, <laughs> you might have an idea of how this page would look better, and I'm going to trust you on it, but this is what I have. Um, if you want to discuss it in a different way, let me know. Um, and generally, that's always worked with me because you don't want to... You don't want people to feel like they're, you know, they're they're tied up, right? Like they don't have any say in it, especially when they're doing so much work to make a good page. Um, one thing I will do is, if I can, I will get sample. So, like, um, I will put, like, if I mention a hat, like I had to find a certain hat uh, for a script the other day, and so I put a hot link in that script here's what that hat looks like and then I put a picture of that hat from the hot link in the script why because I'm not taking any chances um and for uh for voodoo child um I've had to do a lot of stuff just because my artist is from England and so a lot of the stuff like if I have an American Thing I want to make sure that he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Right. There's actually a, a a guy that I interviewed for um, a, a podcast that I help out with occasionally. That his artist didn't know what a switchblade was. They were from I think the Philippines or something. They were from somewhere else where he looked up a switchblade and instead of a switchblade knife, he drew a switchblade comb. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to make sure that, you know, all bases are covered. If you, if you, you can't have somebody stabbing somebody else with a comb. Um, it, well, it, you can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, cover your bases. Make sure that, you know, if 
if you say you want to train in your comic, you tell them what type of train you want because you know you don't want a 1860s train and a cyberpunk comic or whatever. Right. You know you got to make sure that you're clear. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you give the artists room to just flow with it. You know, it's like this. This is the definite idea. This is this is where it's going. But take it away. Take it. Take it away with yeah. yourself. Well, and get in, exactly. Getting to know your collaborator too. That's that would seem to be extremely important and make it a lot more pleasant and fun. You know. So. What other projects do you work on? Uh, obviously, we know we've got uh, Voodoo Child, we got Bigfoot No Scratty. What other stuff do you work on that keep, keeps you busy? So, I, I'm a dad with two kids. <laughs> That's, uh, and I want to stay married. So, yeah. those are, uh, uh, and you know, I, like like you guys, I'm, I'm sure you, you both have, have your day jobs. Um, so, I, my day starts at 4 a.m. I get up, go to work by 6 um, I'll try and do some writing while I'm not at work, but while I'm at break. Um, and uh, when I get home, you know, walk the dogs, do all the stuff I'm supposed to be doing, hmm. and then uh, take care of the kids, get dinner done. And then when the kids go to bed and my wife goes to bed, I'll do some writing because, you know, I, I try to be present because if you're not present, like, that's that's no good. No, yep. rightly so. Rightly so. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I changed careers to be present for my kid. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That like, and you 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 did the right thing. I'm sure. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. My kids. Uh, my kids grown now and actually and moved to Virginia. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. When you got kids, it's hard. It's hard to be able to keep the balance between work family and the creativity and you know like you were saying you're a creative person that creativity needs to come out somehow somewhere and you know it's you know you've got you you obviously have a lot working with the comics jam with the two books um you know so it's awesome that uh you have the ability to do that and keep the balance so that's yeah it's not it's it the way I see it, if if I'm able to, if I get bored or get stuck on on a project, all I need to do is to you know I'll pick up something else and go okay, and that'll recharge my batteries. That I, I can get inspiration. It feeds off of each other. Um, I just uh, I'm in the final stages of. Uh, getting a um, a piece for an anthology done. I've already written the script. The art is mostly finished. He just has to color, I think, four more pages, and he has COVID. But <laughs> so, yeah, I, f- I feel bad for him. But uh, luckily, we'll, we'll meet our deadline. But it's for the Containment Breach anthology, and um, it is fan fantastic. And then I've. Uh, for that anthology I also have edited two other uh, shorts for that anthology so um, doing stuff like that you know one kind of sharpens the blade for the other so um, also you know editing the 
just by virtue of having to talk to people about their story that you had nothing to do with. It has been helpful for me in learning how to go about the process or thinking about the process differently and, and also thinking critically about what I'm writing myself. Um, because like Dan is great. Dan is the smartest dude ever. Super, super like he knows what he's doing. He's boom, 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 boom. He has a plan. I, on the other plane, on the other hand, like, have you ever seen animal drum from the Muppets? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That is how I write. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. The fact that you got a drum kit in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so and like that's where I come from, and so if I'm being forced to think about it a different way, then uh, it is uh, is is very helpful. So nice. So, Liz, we don't want to keep you. Uh, where can everybody find you across the internet? Uh, of course, we know we've got Big Footnose Karate on Kickstarter. What else have we got out there? Okay, so um, you can find Dan and I on uh, on Instagram or uh, or uh, Twitter. Um, Dan's. Uh, Dan's Twitter is D A N O M Y T E one three nine. Um, so Danomite one three nine, and uh, we also have uh, Bigfoot at Bigfoot B F K K on uh, Twitter, and we're gonna post you know different clips from the book. We have a, a trailer that we're doing. We have a bunch of other fun stuff that we're we're planning on releasing as the um, the Kickstarter looms nearer. Um, you can also find me at um, Don't Ask where I got this name, but uh, I, <laughs> I love it and regret it at the same time. It's Robots Eat Guitar. So Robots, mm -hmm. plural, Eat, singular, Guitar, singular. So <laughs> R-O-B-O-T-S-E-A-T-G-U-I-T-A-R. Um, that is my uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can see me uh, get cranky at local politicians and uh, see how beautiful my wife and kids are and wonder why the hell that woman married my ugly ass. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that is uh, that's where I'm at. You can also check out um, uh, BigfootNoseKarate.com we're going to have links up there. Um, and uh, also on all of those things that I mentioned, uh, we've been posting up links for um, the upcoming uh, Kickstarter. So you can sign up early for information about the Kickstarter. Uh, also, check out thecomicjam.com. And uh, we also have the Comic Jam alt on Instagram and the Comic Jam on Twitter. Um, it's a fun community. If you're not a jerk, uh, that's the only um, requirement we have. No jerks. We have people all over the world from all stripes. Uh, and the goal is to make comics and to make friends doing it uh, and find people with you know a similar interest. 
So um, if you guys are interested about it, let me know. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun. Nice. Um, everything he just mentioned will be on the blog. If you're driving and can't write everything down, you can find it on the blog. Not a problem. Awesome. I'll be sending you guys all, all those links because I know that was a mouthful. Oh, thank you um, very much. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, I, I'm stoked to to get this podcast out there. Let me know um, when this when this goes so I can uh, post it up everywhere. It'll be October the 10th, two days before your Kickstarter goes live. Awesome, awesome. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. Uh, it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be super fun. So um, I don't know how many more times I can say super. Yeah, <laughs> That's the right place to but. say it. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited. I can't. I cannot wait. Uh, you know, uh, Casey. I, I thank you so much for joining us. It's it's been a pleasure. Um, we are definitely gonna be watching for Bigfoot Nose Karate number two and number three. And number four, and number five, and everything else that comes after that. Because this is an amazing world that you guys have created, and I'm having a lot of fun just in the first issue. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm so happy that you you guys enjoy it, and I can't wait to see your reactions to uh, issue two and 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 so on. Because we're we're really trying to make a fun book and make something that people go like, you know, that was that was money well spent, like. Yeah. I, you know, as as a consumer, as somebody that works their butt off, um, and also like I, I'm not I'm not gonna name names, but I, I picked up an indie book the other day, and it, it was just it was a book. <laughs> it was like One of those you know, where you look at it and you go, well, they did the work. Okay, but they didn't do the work. That was the thing, <laughs> and uh, so I was, I was just like, "Don't be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy," and that—that's my goal. Is I, I don't want to. I never want anybody to feel like. I mean, I guess we'll figure out what's going on in in the next issue. But you know, do I even want to continue now? I want people to get their money's worth, and I want people to uh, to be jazzed about it as, as much as we are because it's. You know, this is a passion project, and if you're not passionate about it, then you know what are you what are you even doing? Why are you here? So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what we want to do. Awesome, man. Nice. All right, um, anyone listening, if you like to draw, we're always looking for cover artists. We do a fake comic book cover every time we post an episode on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. We can't pay for it because we have no money. But it's yours to own. And if you would allow us to, we'll add it to the cover gallery on the blog. Um, a lot of people are enjoying these. I really enjoy getting them. Uh, if you're any kind of musician, singer, um, I said performance artist, uh, we always joke about mimes. If you can get it on an <laughs> MP3, uh, we'll be glad to play it on a music break. Uh, we don't have music breaks when we have a guest, but when we don't, we play them. And Rook is really tired of me playing the same stuff over and over and over again. And yes. we'll also add your link to your page on our music section on the blog. Uh, also, we have a t-shirt. It's not to make us rich. It's just to help us with the hosting fees. It's on the sidebar of the blog. Listen to the show. Wear the shirt. Rook? 
You can also find us on bunchofdorks.com. Just click on that Cyclops where you can find the blog. Everything we talked about today will be on the blog posting as well. Until next time, everybody. Read. More. Comics. Comics. You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog. Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click Click on the Cyclops. True Dimension can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a review, call a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.